Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name's Chris, and this is Until You Make It. And today, we have a very, very fun episode ahead because our friend Kimmy Birdsell is joining us from San Francisco, where she happens to be a production coordinator at Pixar Animation Studios. She has all kinds of fun stories, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Cheers. Hey everyone, welcome to Until You Make It. This is episode seven. Yay! Wow, episode seven. For our seventh episode, we have a very special guest today, Miss Kimmy Birdsell, who is out in San Francisco, uh, living the life at Pixar Animation Studios. Thank you for joining us, Kimmy. Thank you for having me here digitally. You're a second uh, California guest this uh, season, Ooh. I guess you could say. Across the table is Mr. Ryan Lau, who is uh, subbing in for Mike, who could not make it today. And producing is James DeCumber, the faithful James. The James lo- the faithful. The loyal, the faithful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the intro. Uh, how are you doing, Kimmy? Doing great. Um, we were talking about fires. It's less fire here. <laughs> Air quality, there's like, you check it every day. It's been green the last two days, so. What does green mean? It just means the air quality isn't garbage. Is there a better than green? (laughs) No, green is like the best. Like, it goes from green to red, basically. So it's like green, yellow, orange, red. And we've been orange and red for like two weeks. And then black. And then, (laughs) which means we're all dead. Black, you're already dead. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, well, Josh, who we had on the podcast, um, a few weeks ago, who you know, Josh, um, but he was saying uh, even down in L.A., they were like trying to stay in one room in their house that had the best air filtration or whatever, because it was hitting them, too, man. It's been it's been a crazy and then he had an earthquake yeah. and then they had, had an two earthquakes. earthquakes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, I miss those. So <laughs> <laughs> good for, at least good for you. Kimmy. Is that a plus? Is that a silver lining? I didn't have an earthquake. Glad to hear you're doing all right. Thank you. Um all right, Kimmy, let's get into it. Let's do this. <laughs> so actually, I forgot we should even, I guess, roll back for the audience because we all met um, as interns at DreamWorks Animation out in Glendale, California. How did you wind up there, Kimmy? How did you wind up getting the, the internship? Um, did you just cold apply and uh, wind up getting it? So that that's a funny... I, I still don't know why they... <laughs> hired me ever but there was like a family friend of ours had a cousin and she at one point years ago her name was kelsey interned at dreamworks so i emailed her and i was like hi i'm a friend of a friend and i want to work in animation one day and she responded like oh i'm a writer i can't really like give notes on like your resume i wouldn't know but i can just reach out and see if like my contact is still there at DreamWorks. And I was like, thanks, that'd be great. And I still to this day, because later I was talking to my coordinator, Elise. She was talking about some other people that they were like talking to when they had chosen me, talking about their credentials. I'm like, I had nothing. As far as art stuff was concerned? Well, yeah, I didn't just really have any experience. Like I I went to college, my degrees in sequential art, which is like comics and storyboarding. But, you know, I had like summer jobs that weren't necessarily industry relevant. But yeah, you still you still had your your creative passions and whatnot. Yeah. um, Right. Exactly. And that was the thing on my resume. I had this big 
singing whale that was playing a guitar. And Elise was like, do you see this whale on this resume? And she was like, at first I wasn't sure about it. I was like, whatever. But then I like really, I just kept going back to it. I was like, look at this whale. But then obviously she said like in the interview, it just like, I was a good fit. And so yeah, that's how it all came together. And I still like, I look back at that because that really was the catalyst that like, I feel like has moved me forward career wise. Yeah. Yeah. What happened between the time of leaving DreamWorks as an intern and starting your first day at Pixar in terms of like, you know, applying or like finding a connection mm-hmm. that got you in or just prepping your resume and your portfolio? Like, what was that all like? That was a fun and sad mini <laughs> journey. Because <laughs> obviously, like, I wanted to go back to DreamWorks. I was like, after college, I want to go back to Larrikins. And Larrikins was the film. It was eventually canceled after yeah, Comcast yeah. bought DreamWorks, as you know. But in the meantime, Elise was my coordinator, Elise Meyer. She was the coordinator uh, for edit on Larrikins. And she was like, by the way, fun news, I got a job at Pixar. And I was like, ah. um, And she was super excited. She was leaving DreamWorks, going to Pixar to work in development. She's like, once I get settled, I, you know, I, I'd love to give you a recommendation. I was like, yeah, that would be <laughs> great. I'm not going to freak out about this. Um, and so the following summer, I applied to be on the summer internship. And I went through like pretty much all the rounds. The interviews did go very well. But Trisha, my recruiter, had said like, I'm so sorry. She's like, you did so well. We really loved you. We want you to keep in touch. It was just a really tough call. Right. A really lot of great you know, applicants. And I was like, obviously shattered Mm -hmm. because I I didn't have any other leads outside of that. And so went from like possibly interning at like my dream company to living in my parents' basement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'd like stayed in touch with her. Oh, I I also had like an interview with Blue Sky. It was a quick phone call. And the interviewer had asked, oh, so like, what do you, like, what are your career goals? Like it was a PA position, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, like down the line, I'd love to be a producer one day or board on something or direct, like, you know, general, like big picture things. She's like, oh, well being a PA, like you probably wouldn't make it there. Uh, <laughs> to that, Like you just asked me what my dream goals were yeah. and I'm like, no, you can't <laughs> do it. Um, and so, and then like, they never contacted me again. It was a weird, and I feel like there were, huh. I wish I wrote it down. There were other weird things wow. either way. So that had happened, but that didn't go anywhere. And then Trisha did reach out to me and she said, Hey, we are hiring for a PA position, like not an internship, but a job. And in my head, I'm like, if I didn't get the internship, right. I'm, I'm most likely not going to get the actual job. It's fine. It's okay. And again, this is the other thing. This is for the PA position on Toy Story 4 in 2017. This time around, a couple weeks had gone by, and it's like October. And Trish is like, so we'd like to offer you the job. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, and then I, I pass out. I black out. I forget what happened the next few minutes. And I woke um, up the next day. <laughs> exactly. And, oh, this was what I was going to say a second ago. When I got the job at Pixar, I just applied to be a hostess at this lovely restaurant in San Diego called Island Prime. And they had just given me this job. And I had to call them and be like, yeah. uh, actually, so I found something better to do. <laughs> I got a job. I got a real job. <laughs> <laughs> My family, we would make jokes like I should have told Pixar, like, I just 
accepted a job already. Yeah, I just took this sorry, waitress gig. Yeah. <laughs> and it's double the salary that you so, were offering me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Corona. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my coworkers, they drink like vodka water. They're oh, like, they're like, oh, it's just, we, we just need to get drunk. So let's just have watered down vodka. Vodka. But, oh, yeah. That's, that's water. a thing. Oh. It's a real I thing. Mean, I guess you're staying hydrated. Well, it goes down quicker. And yes, you do stay hydrated. So it's, I mean, that's, that's what they think. They it. think they're just staying hydrated, but you're just drinking vodka just less quickly. Make- <laughs> <laughs> just shots. Science. At that point, it's like, it definitely tastes worse. I was gonna say, like a vodka, like tonic. I feel like, see, tequila tonics. I like a tequila tonic, even though I don't like. I feel tonic like I have water. That. My brother made one for me when I visited him at last, and it's funny because I hated bubbly water and I hated tequila, or I thought I did at the time. Oh, but together, and he was like, I made it tequila. <laughs> Maybe, and he's like, I made a tequila tonic. I'm like, ew, that sounds gross. I'll try it. Oh my god, this is amazing. That's how they made Reese's, right? <laughs> they made oh, yeah. they mixed chocolate and peanut yeah. butter, and they were like, holy shit. Before that, everyone hated chocolate. Everyone hated peanut butter, but <laughs> together, <laughs> everyone two of the most hated, yeah, yeah two of the most foods. hated foods of all time: yeah. <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter. It looks like you're drinking a margarita too in that in that mason Yeah, you jar. got some, you got some marg there. This is a smoothie. Oh, <laughs> what's in it? What's in it? We've got strawberries, mango, oat milk, cashews, walnuts, peanut butter, Holy lemon milk. juice. Wow. Can I get one of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, it's I've liked making smoothies cuz it just turns into what's in my pantry. Nuts can go in a smoothie, right? Yeah. Yeah, that can go in there. <laughs> James very adamant about nuts yeah. going in smoothies. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for the validation. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys like? So I'm a I'm a chunky peanut butter fan, but I've been told that that's mm. disgusting and that I, I should mean, leave my country. Yeah. <laughs> you? I'm very adamant about that. You're not a chunky, I'm, I'm a chunky boy. Chunky boy. <laughs> I am a not a chunky boy. Once upon I was, a time, I I converted. You got converted? Yeah. Oh, you were a smoothie and now you're a chunk? You're Catholic now? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's smooth to chunky is Catholicism. Like, yeah. it's just... it's, that's what the Crusades were all about. Yeah, it's like the rebellion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> so, Wait, did you just down that whole smoothie? Whistle. No, that's this is why. I, like, <laughs> I saw that a second ago. It was very full. <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. No. Uh, Kimmy, what's your favorite Pixar movie? <laughs> I already know the answer, but I just want to hear. It's your... probably my favorite, too, honestly. Well, my ultimate, my favorite movie, period. Oh. Let alone favorite oh. Pixar movie is Wally, which stands for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class. If anyone's curious. <laughs> um, Did they say that in the movie? No, it's, it's, it's just written on like. Like signage. Signage, yeah, like the yeah. little, like his little house. Huh. Eve stands for uh, extraterrestrial v- vegetation evaluator. Mm. Um, I do a Wally calling out Eve impression. And he goes, Eva! Like that. <laughs> Wait, one more time? <laughs> yeah. Eva! But he no, he says Eva, not Eve, right? Yeah, he, he says has, Eva. He has like an accent. Yeah. yeah, wait, it's not Eva? It's Eve. It's, no, it's Eve. It's Eve. Eve. Yeah. yeah, but he says, Eva. yeah, he does say it like because it just says the way he goes, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, Kimmy, now you have to do your best Wally impression. 
<laughs> okay, well, this is this is my favorite Wally quote, and this was also my my senior quote of high school. <clears throat> oh. This was it. All right. Ta da. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I was so proud oh, of myself man. senior year, and they're like, "What's your What's your quote?" And it was just "Tada, Wally." <laughs> yeah, it. not bad. Like, it's not bad. And it I came did full it. Circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wally is just a great movie, and it came so it came out uh, June twenty seventh, two thousand and eight. Um, and I got this cool like Wally watch. Um. And yeah, I remember like scene of the day came out and I saw it, I think at least seven times in theaters. Whenever my friends were going, I was like, mom, my friends are going to see Wally. I want to go with them. <laughs> um, and I just watched it nonstop. It's the first first Pixar film to have live action footage in it. Yes. And so far, I think the only one, right? Oh. And, and a live action yeah. actor, too, because they had um, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name that just passed as like the command. Oh, yeah. 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 He was the president, I think. Yeah, the president. Also, really fun thing. So I got a job at Pixar in 2017. And then 2018 rolls around. And come June, it was approaching Wally's 10-year anniversary. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm at Pixar. <laughs> and it's Wally's 10-year anniversary. And you can rent the theaters. Obviously, in production, we, we schedule a lot of meetings in the theaters. So we work with our projectionists. And I reached out to uh, John, one of our main projectionists. And um, I was like, hey, can I reserve the main theater like Wednesday, June 27th and watch Wally? Um, and he's like, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> uh, it was like, you know, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Yeah, no like one knows. No, one's, no one's there. Just because. Yeah, just because. And then I sent an email out um, just to pick. So I was like, hey, it's, you know, Wally's 10 year anniversary. I don't know if you want to bring your kids, but we'll be watching it. And some, you know, my friends came. There was like 30 people. I didn't think anyone like. Oh, I thought you were going to say near. the theater was packed. Heck no. <laughs> and uh, every employee came and it was a miracle. Or it was, it was just Kimmy. Which. I honestly would have loved. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is, like, I hadn't seen it in a theater in 10 years. So that was a very, like, iconic moment for me. Where's my... Where's your notes? I'm looking. I don't even remember what I was saying a minute ago. Well, Kimmy, uh, so, yeah, tell us about uh, your day-to-day, your -day about what you do, what you do now. Well, <laughs> so right now I, so I'm a coordinator and in well, production. Okay. Firstly is what does that mean for, for people that don't? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I know a little bit about it, but only because of you. So a production coordinator, there's basically a production coordinator in every department in animation through the pipeline. So like right now I am in animation, which is an easy department to understand because we are an animation studio, but you know, we also have lighting, we have effects, we have simulation, we have story, we have art. You know, there's all the different departments. And with e within each department, you have a manager and you have a coordinator. You have at least have one coordinator of sorts. And then sometimes you'll have a PA. So as a coordinator, I work with my manager and we basically like we run the department in a sense of we keep track of inventory. So since I'm in animation, you know, it's basically like, okay, once layout, they're ready to send these shots off to Anim. 
we take it in and we work with our like animation supervisor and they cast the shots of like, okay, we want this animator to take this, Mm -hmm. this animator to take this. And then we send it to the animators and then we go through shot briefing where the director tells the animators to like, okay, this is what I want from the shot. This is what the characters are doing. Uh, The character's feeling this right now. And this is the part, you know, this is like in the middle of act two where we're approaching this part, you know, like all that detail. Most of the weeks are like just animation reviews where, you know, the animators are like, hey, this is my shots. And the director is like, "Okay, make this change, make this change, do this. And then we move them on into lighting and effects and so on. So that's how the animation department works. And as a coordinator, it's like we're setting up the meetings, we're taking notes and we work kind of in the database to like make sure the status of the shots are accurate or we're changing the statuses. And so to be more specific, I am the fix coordinator in animation. Most departments like, oh, I'm, you know, the effects coordinator. And they're just kind of the all around coordinator Mm -hmm. for the effects department. Um, But with animation, because it's like our biggest department, it's a lot. And so we have three coordinators and we're split up kind of like the front end of animation. Like when it first comes into our department, the later end, which we call render anim, we call it polishing. It's kind of like, okay, the director approves it and now we got to clean it up. Yeah. Got to make sure the blinks look nice and, you know, the toes don't intersect the floor, just the little <laughs> stuff. Um, and yeah, the little and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, make like sure toes, that stuff. Those are important. <laughs> toes are very important. Um, but then we, I'm, so I'm the fix coordinator. So if there's something wrong, we're always filing fixes. Sometimes, oh. like, if it gets to lighting and lighting's now, like, you know, putting all their stuff into the shot and they're like, ooh, Hey, hey, Anim, here's a fix. We found an intersection. Like, the character's tongue goes through their lip right here. Um, Can you fix it? We either send it back to the original animator or we'll eventually have a team of fixers. And that's usually newer animators. So when you become an animator, you usually start in the fix department. You know, you're kind of doing like touch-ups before they give you meaty stuff. I handle all the fixes that come in and that we send out. And so I communicate a lot with other departments um, when problems, are, you know, arise. So that sounds really interesting. That's not, yeah. that sounds like something like, I don't know, like we're always, you know, the, the gratification of, of fixing problems, you know? Yeah. Or just always mm-hmm. polishing to like yeah. make it perfect. I feel like I'm the fixer for Chris. Yeah. Like Chris, usually our workflow <laughs> so is, Chris is like 98% of our, product, our little like film productions that we do outside of work or any freelance project. Mm-hmm. And Chris will like do like a big pass of something, sequencing, whatever. And then I'll go in and I'll be like, all right, here are my notes. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm yes, like a I combination like executive producer, yeah. like director, like. So is that what you do, Kimmy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just tell people, I'm like, do this yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my that's um, my question for Kimmy is, um, is there ever a time where you pick up on things that you actually have notes on from your own viewing of shots or anything mm, like that? I haven't on this show because the other thing is, so I'm on Luca and it was just announced yeah. or else I would be like, I'm on a mystery film that I can't I was about to say, say like, yeah, did about. we sign the NDA? <laughs> Verbally, I'll be like, no, they said they wouldn't tell anyone, even though it was on a podcast. <laughs> hey, man, that, that could get us some good exposure. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we, we need the PR. Pixar movie leaked. Yeah. On random um, podcasts. 
Um, but so I'm on Luca and Luca is being done in quarantine. So it's, I don't know, it's like on zoom call on zoom calls all day, you know, as we're reviewing stuff. But before this movie, also, I don't know if you can hear that. I have a cuckoo clock. And <laughs> I was about to say, do you I, have a bird? Or yeah, I thought it was a real bird. <laughs> I was like, get him on, man. Get him on the show. That is my tiny cuckoo clock. Do not bring that clock closer. <laughs> Apparently 7 p.m. So, oh, um, yeah. but two, two to 10 on my watch. I give it I give it some time to coo, you know, because especially when it's noon, it, it's got to do 12 coos. That's going to take the act of a cuckoo clock is called cooing. That's smart. I like that. Yeah, they got to coo. <laughs> give it time to coo. Um, but so in previous roles, I, I never like have said anything substantial, but I remember I, I think I caught on Onward. So on Onward, I was in the rendering department and Barley has, you know, he's like basically like a D&D type game yeah. he plays in the movie and he has all of his figurines and one of the figurines on the table wasn't there oh. on the just one frame but then was there the rest mm. and I was like <laughs> it's actually, not there they they did um these guys on YouTube Corridor Digital do a thing where they mm-hmm. review visual effects and I didn't know this I don't think many people do about that one shot in Jurassic Park oh yeah where at the end the the, the velociraptor literally disappears for, for one, one frame oh, yeah. yeah and it's in the it's in, in the, the actual movie, movie? Yeah. it's printed yeah and if you see it if you watch it now you'll catch it but I've never seen it before it's pretty oh, amazing it's a good yeah. movie oh my god yeah. in the original like in the first Jurassic Park yeah in the first Jurassic Park in the in the theatrical release you can see it oh it's right at the end where where the T-Rex saves them from like at the main mm-hmm. like center and and the Jurassic Park sign falls down and for one frame it's just boop gone. <laughs> I am that is the first thing I'm doing after after this. It's pretty hysterical. <laughs> There's some funny stuff like that, man. I remember like early on, like, you know, I feel the first department I was in was actually also animation on Toy Story 4. And I remember being in some of those meetings and they would just like find the tiniest things. And it's like now I have a more understand i'm like okay i get the craft i get the art behind it but at first i was like why the hell are we spending a half hour <laughs> looking at how his collar rests on his neck and how <laughs> it should be tweaked two degrees like yeah. oh man but then at the end of the day i'm like no these these people <laughs> know what they're doing yeah <laughs> i do not <laughs> i know nothing ignore me <laughs> It was up to you making the movie. Just be a bunch of triangles. There's plenty of polygons. <laughs> Pixar would be like, "This was so cheap to make." Yeah, and now it's uh, garbage. Yeah, yeah that's uh, minions, right? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I actually haven't seen the minions movie, nor do I ever in my life want to see it. There was three Disney movies, or two. Now DreamWorks has to deal with all that. They're like, we're spending so much, we're spending time built world building for, uh, you know, Dragons 3. And then you get like, what's like, what's their, uh, ad- huh? Illumination, which is now their sister company. Is there's come yeah. through like, we're going to make another Despicable Me and it's going to cost 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to make us triple the amount. Yeah. $10. Of- $10. It's going to make us more than you ever made. <laughs> <laughs> 
Unfortunately, uh, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> you just looked it up? No, no. Oh. I was just like, James, look, look up the. Uh, let's see what what the, the budget. Yeah, dragons, the budget of minions. Dragons two versus Despicable Me. All right, wouldn't it be Dragons three that came out? Like that one just came out. More yeah. when Dragons three, one hundred twenty nine million. That was the budget. That, that was the budget. Big. That's pretty big. I feel like one twenty nine million. Wow. 129 million. Watching it, you can tell it's like yeah. pretty. Yeah, what's a standard, what's a typical Pixar film budget? I, think, I don't know. I actually don't know. It's a lot. We've had so many sequels back to back. Like we had Finding Dory, Cars 3, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, oh, wow. which obviously are cheaper. Yeah. And obviously they make more money just because people already know. Like people watching are already like, I already know I love Buzz and Woody, so I'm going to go see him again. Whereas like it's more of an investment if it's like something new. Um, uh, the budget for Minions, 2015, $74 million. $74. That's so that's big. roughly so how much did it make? Almost half. Well, if we dive <laughs> deeper in here, I also looked up the Finding Dory budget just for reference. Yeah. That was $200 million. Oh, wow. Okay. But it made $1 billion worldwide. Wow. So. Finding Dory, really? Finding wow. Dory, yep. Finding Dory Correct. was like really like studio history wise made a lot. I forget what made the most, but Cars obviously is like in general the least like, you know, movies at Pixar just because they're the most least kind of like old movies at Pixar. Yeah, but they make us the most money. What about planes, dude? Plane that yeah. was not Pixar. <laughs> I know, I see. Planes was not no, Pixar. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't try to put that on us. Yeah. I think we're all forgetting about the Incredibles as well. Incredibles oh, wow. 2 is the highest grossing Pixar film of all time. Wow. Damn, son. Raking go. in yep. six hundred and eight million domestically and one point two billion worldwide. Wow. And that's how Kimmy affords an apartment out in... Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's so weird like to hear those numbers and be like, wow, I wonder who gets that money. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Production's great, but if you want to make money, do not do this job. <laughs> <laughs> My next yeah. professional question for you, Kimmy, is... What's the process like of jumping between different job titles, different roles, depending on the uh, show you're on? That's one of my... That's your next question. <laughs> so I started as a PA and in production, the kind of entry level job is a production assistant. Then it's a production coordinator, then a uh, manager. And then from there, I think the next level would be a production manager, which is like the manager of the whole show. And then from there, associate producer to producer. So that's kind of like the string of, of like management positions. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. When I was a PA, I was like, we'll sign you on for a year and then like we'll reevaluate. But the general like thought to that was like, well, we'll probably sign you again. You'd really have to like we'd really have to hate you <laughs> to like <Yeah>. not <laughs> sign you again. Like it'd have to be a very genuine, not good fit, I feel. Yeah. But roughly they always say like if you're going to be a PA we, you know, we'd have you be a PA for two years. And if by two years we don't think you should become a coordinator, then we'd probably let you go. But if okay. we like you, huh. you're most likely just going to become a coordinator. But then, yeah, so I got I got promoted. And that was like, it luckily was a couple months short of my like two year mark. But and now I'm a coordinator. But the thing about being a coordinator, it's kind of like the eternal abyss of like, 
there's not like, oh, and then like four years or it's like four to five, you become a manager. It's kind of like you could be a coordinator for seven Whatever. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, I mean, it just bottlenecks. Yeah. You know, it, just, it depends on other things. It's not like, yeah. 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 But at the same time, we've been hiring so many. If anyone needs a coordinator job, like Pixar <laughs> is hiring. Um, that's as much as I know. Past that, I don't know how you become a PM or a AP right. or a whatever. I'm like, eh. <laughs> now, is there a possibility, slash, is it a goal of yours to work in a more artistic position, i.e., like storyboard artist or some sort of development or that? Yeah, what are you, what are you feeling? <laughs> Like, well, because it, it's funny, I obviously I never wanted to write off being an artist, you know, I don't know, I feel like I've always had this like internal conflict of like, am I being a cop out for going into management instead? I feel like there's a bit of a stigma with that of like, oh, we're the not artists, you know, but yeah. like Pixar um, is and, and DreamWorks is the same way, even though I was only mm -hmm. there, you know, for three months, but People are so encouraging of like, oh, wait, what? Like, what did you study? That's so cool. Can I see your stuff? Let's talk about it. And so I, that's really obviously a great thing to be around and feel. And I'm definitely so like as of right now, I can tell you I don't want to ever be a manager. <laughs> like <laughs> I am a coordinator and that will probably be the furthest I get in production. And I would love to become a storyboard artist. Um, and it's definitely at this point, it's like all on me. I know the people, if I want to reach out and talk to people, I can do that. I, you know, I have a website and I just, I just need to get my shit together at the end of the day. After college, I definitely got in a house where I'm like, I want drawing to be fun again. I want it to be like a relaxing thing, not just like sit at my desk and like be a wrist all day, you know? Um, and I'm finally like, okay, like I enjoy it. It's like a, it's a pleasure to draw again, but now I'm like, okay, but now I need to get the discipline back and I like need to crank things out so I can have fresh boards to be like look i board <laughs> look yeah, me draw yeah. i mean that's the same dilemma we've we've all dealt with. we've touched on it on the podcast too oh, where it's just like time. Any, anybody creative goes through that thing i think especially the things we're doing it's like photography for instance like if i'm taking pictures for work all day i don't want to like take pictures for fun because it's something i just did it all day i did you know? see that in your podcast yeah but it's with anything video what? editing animation work it's like I want to learn better motion graphics stuff, but I just did mm -hmm. it for, you know, a corporate client. And I'm like, yeah. do I really want to do this for more hours of my day? You know, but it's tough because I do want to do that. It's just finding that <laughs> yeah. reason to do it. It's a mental thing, man. Yeah. Three, Honestly, yeah. if you want to join the Helium Turtle crew of Mullet, you can start boarding for us for, <laughs> for short films. Yeah. Helium Turtle <laughs> Want to practice boarding? We got some jobs for you. <laughs> Honestly, I could. Hey, but... Me, since I've been watching your podcast, I also watched your podcast of like, do you need storyboarding? <laughs> nah. Yeah, well, well, you idea. work in animation. We're not doing animation. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in regards to live action, it's like, it could be a helpful tool, but yeah, it's not yeah, you needed. Don't really... Well, we, we pre-visit, which is, right, which yeah. is uh -huh. kind of live action storyboarding, if you will. Uh, yeah. Actually, this is really super relevant. I told you about this app, right? Have you ever heard of this app? Oh, there's the, the it's shot called Previs list. Pro. No. I want to use it on something because basically it allows you to create boards from kind of a list of assets of 3D models that they have, like character Ooh. models. Yeah. And you can position them the way you want. You can, you know, pick your, uh, your camera settings, your field yeah. of view, your lens. Not only can you like set up a really nice 
thing with just the assets they have, like a board, mm -hmm. but you can use their augmented reality to actually put it in 3D space and use your camera to as like, like the camera. Yeah. yeah. Holy like you put your fake virtual model actor people and like in your, on it's your stupid. Set yeah. it's to see like what you did board in the actual yeah, set. I'm gonna try and show you because I made one, I made an example. And so basically it winds up being multi-purpose. You get a lighting plot, mm -hmm. you get your your board, and you get like, you know, you make a shot Camera list out moves. of it. Yeah. So anyway. So uh, it could be that, or we could have Kimmy draw all the I things. Mean, <laughs> That's I, also I want, true. I want Kimmy to draw, so. I mean, <laughs> I will, just to preface, everyone will look like cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the point. Great. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. I'm your gal. Do you have any fun experiences with the voice celebrities? Celebrity Ooh. voices. Actors. I, okay, so I actually, I, I didn't meet Tom Hanks, but I got to interact with Tom Hanks on Toy Story 4, and he and Annie Potts had come in, and Annie Potts is the voice of Bo, Bo Peep, and they came in to record together one day, and I was the PA for, like, our pod, and so a lot of that was, like, fancy people coming we are reserving the tables we're getting their lunches ready we have on stock with these funny sodas that are like I don't, they're canadian or something and we like have them ready for whenever tom hanks comes to visit <laughs> tom hanks loves his Go canadian sodas <laughs> and it's like especially with tom hanks i'm sure he like one day I was like, ah, I love this soda. And then someone was like, Tom Hanks loves this soda. Always Order have that soda this. in stock. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't ever. Tom Hanks needs his Tom soda. Tom Hanks needs his Canadian soda. <laughs> I know. who, And I'm probably butchering it, whoever, whatever this soda was um, or wherever it's from. But, um, you know, we set everything up and, you know, had the food out. And Tom Hanks walks up and he looks at his food and he kind of looks up and he looks at me. And I, my brain, I'm just so smart. You ready for this? I go, oh, drinks are over here. <laughs> and he gets up and he goes, and I don't, he, he might've said like, oh, thanks. Or like he, cause he looked at me and like, you know, either way yeah. we had a brief moment of interaction <laughs> and I showed him where the drinks were. There you go. Like, there was a lot of yeah. drinks coffee, food, so much food. The other thing we did for a while is we were in charge of ordering food for the studio for everyone who was working like after hours overtime. Oh, wow. Most nights, especially during crunch, I would be there until like 7.30 cause it'd be like, okay, dinner. Yeah. Come get your dinner. Ring that you have a dinner bell. Kimmy's dinner bell. But so another time, so I got to meet Andrew Stanton and Andrew Stanton is the director of Wally, also Nemo, Finding Nemo, and um, and he like so he just he's not full time at Pixar. He's been a writing consultant, I believe, and so he has an office, but he's not there all the time. <clears throat> he had come in for like something on Toy Story to like you know oh let's talk about what we want to change, what we like, what we don't, and you know there's no like unless it's like a service dog, there's no dogs allowed on campus. But Andrew Stanton is Andrew Stanton and he <laughs> is probably not going to be told no. <laughs> yeah. So he would bring his dog in. And so my pod was very much like, like, we're sorry. Like, do you mind during the meeting? Can you walk his dog? They were very polite about it. But for me, I'm like, yes, I want to walk 
Andrew Stanton's dog. And again, they're like all the head story people and directors are in this room talking about Toy Story. And I come in and I'm like, here's your dog. And well, I don't say anything. I just come in. I try to very quietly set things down. But Andrew's like, oh my gosh, how was it? I was like, it was great. And he was like, did did everyone stop and say hi? Like, he's just so proud of this dog. And I was like, yes. I was like, I felt very popular being next to your dog. And he was like, oh, okay, that's great. Kimmy Verso, Pixar's official dog walker. Yeah, campus dog walker. <laughs> Maybe let's let's not put that out in the No, that's the title. That, I'm saying walker. that's the title of this episode. Tour guide and dog walker. And <laughs> this is when I was a PA. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know, do I know. Not. Okay. Now you're better. All right, all right, I you're better. I am so much better. I just want people to know that that's not what Pixar makes us do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Past yeah. that, like, when I was, like, 22... The last thing I want to talk about was um, when we, the the office decorations and the office transformations yeah. that are a very common thing. Um, what can you speak to that? Okay, yeah. So I feel like everyone sky's the limit with their office, basically at Pixar. But the most like extravagant offices and the most like absurdly built ones are in the animation department. I've been very lucky to be placed in that hallway. Because it's the fun hallway. <laughs> and it's yeah. also I where... Mean, it sounds like it would be, right? Yeah. At the animation studio, it's like... Exactly. I mean, basically, like, you have to get most of this approved by facilities. Because someone built, like, there's a two-story office. Like, he just built a loft <laughs> oh, above. Oh, I saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah above his office. Um, other people, they, like, bought sheds ahead of time. And then you can, like, build over the shed. Um, the foundation... <laughs> Well, yeah. to interject, these are like, it's not just a few paper decorations. It's like theme park yeah. level attractions. I mean, I remember the, the one was like uh, like yeah. a tiki hut and like yeah. literal like bamboo shoots. Yes. <laughs> the way I described it to like to my friends and family when I got home, I was like, Pixar, just people can do these insane thing with their offices. They have some, I guess they get budgets to do it. Like do they no. or is it their own? There's their own money pay for it. It's all personal. Yeah, I mean the one guys yeah, was like a uh, like an Indiana Jones yeah, temple. It was, it was like a whole <laughs> like with one stones. A, one was a plane. He was the inside of a jet. One was plane. actually a plane. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's like as if you're on the queue for a Disney ride. Like yeah, in terms yeah. of the level of yeah. decoration and like wall material and yeah. and just elements hanging like vines, secret and, doors everywhere. Yeah, it's secret like, yeah. bars. Anything, a lot of bars. So <laughs> many bars. <laughs> So many bars. But mm-hmm. no other office like that I could possibly name is like what you could see at Pixar. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And there's videos of it too. You can look up on YouTube. There's yeah. videos of like the uh the office. Links down in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, guys. exactly. I know, and that's that's the other thing. It's it's people pay for it themselves. And it's honestly just an some of these animators, if not honestly, most of these animators just have the most bizarre of talents. And that they can, they can builds just build These things like this sets yeah and so <laughs> like movie the, sets basically so the bamboo one you're talking about and i think i told you this when i was touring you guys was apparently when they built it they had accidentally like there are certain like beetles that live and love this type of wood or bamboo so <laughs> then it was like under construction for a good couple months because they had to take it all apart obviously, and rebuild it from scratch. I I believe Terry uh, is the animator, and I felt so bad. But luckily, like, it's not like the Beatles... He just wanted a tiki hut. He just wanted a tiki hut. 
Yeah, they liked whatever material it was. And also, I'm sure I'm missing, you know, details, but they had to completely start that over from scratch. Game time. Who's ready for game time? I love game time. All right. So there is a, uh, a general knowledge test that was given out to colleges across the country. I think it was like five years ago. Did I do it? It's 300 questions. We're not going to do all 300. We're going to skip around. But the fun part about this is that it gives you the percentage of college students that got the question correct. And it's ranked from easiest difficulty to hardest difficulty. So I'm going to do one out of every 20. And we're going to see how good we can do. At some point, I think we'll have to do it as a team. Yeah. But we're going to keep score. Let me just Google it. Like <laughs> James can play too. I'll be the proprietor. I'll be the, I'll be the asker. Um, and you and who? If you get it right, you get a point. If you don't get it right, you you don't get a point. I'll tell you. Three hundred questions. Eighty-nine percent of people got this question correct. Oh. Okay. What is the name of the long sleep some animals go through during the entire winter? Hibernation. Wait. Yay. Let's go. Yeah, go Kimmy. <laughs> Ryan. 78% of people got this question. Ooh, it's harder. Makes me feel a little bit better. It's a harder one. Which sport uses the terms gutter and alley? Oh, bowling. <laughs> Kimmy's, like, Kimmy's like, I know this one. <laughs> Very good. I was in bowling club in high school. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> 59% of college students. What is the name of the lizard that changes its color to match its surroundings? Chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> 59% of people got this. 59% of people got this. I mean, I don't have I don't have much faith in college students. In the so. drain. Well, what else could you what there's no other answer to that. Did they did they only survey like community colleges? <laughs> That's so wow. <laughs> Coming in hot with some judgment. Damn. We're live. It's not like people go to community college because they don't have money. <laughs> I.e. me. Oh. Yeah. Alright, I take it back. That. I take it back. <laughs> 45% of people got this correct. Down the rabbit Kimmy, hole we go. What is the name of the city in Italy that is known for its canals? I know the answer to this question. It's not Rome, is it? Ryan, w- would you like to steal? Steal. I don't know how we're working this game. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this question. Okay. Is it Venice? It is Venice. Yay. I was going to say Venice or Naples. Kimmy, uh, you lose 10 points. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you gain one you lose minus 10. 10. <laughs> and we're down Only. to 28% of college oh, students getting this correct. Okay. What is the last name of the first signer of the Declaration of Independence? I mean, my guess is it's Andrew Hancock. So Hancock. Uh, first off, that would be John Hancock. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> what? Oh, it's not Andrew Hancock. <laughs> I have. I, I might be wrong twice. You're correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. We're down to ten percent of people got this question Uh-oh. correct. That's great. What is the name of the small Japanese stove used for outdoor cooking? <laughs> James, I am sorry. Really got to dial in here. Yeah, I know. It's just constant torture. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm I'm going to uh, let somebody steal if if anybody has the balls to do that. Tiny outdoor stove, the Keiko or something. <laughs> Think about just any of your experience with Japanese grills. I'm gonna end up. It was a hibachi. Hibachi is correct. It is a hibachi. Wow, that's so hibachi? stupid. Hibachi? Yeah, it is stupid. Yeah, is that's actually the name of the grill. Yeah. All right. They're only getting lower. 6%. We're only more destined to fail. <laughs> All right, Kimmy. 6% of people got this correct. What is, is the capital of Denmark? The capital? Oh, is it Denmark? Is it Copenhagen? Ding, 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 ding. Go, Kimmy! Damn, six percent. Copenhagen's the happiest place on earth. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Three percent of people. What is the last name of the author who wrote the Sherlock Holmes stories? I'm like glancing over at my bookshelf, like I have a Sherlock uh, Holmes book. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I would this is, not know. This is definitely wrong, but I want to say Holmes. That would, that that's his, his name. That's, I was like, wait, what? wait, what was the question? <laughs> the author. <laughs> he wrote them himself. Wait, wait, I did a serious. The... Okay, wait, I just, just seriously said, I want to say Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> We're live, Ryan. The answer is Doyle. Wait, oh, damn it. I was going to steal. You knew that? Yes. That's oh. impressive. Oh, so we could he could have stole. Why didn't you say anything? All right. <laughs> I was waiting to steal, but then we were all going on about. Question 200. Uh, so 2% of people got this. James, what is the last name of the first person to climb Mount Everest? <laughs> All right, you lost me there. I, I told that. you it gets hard quick, man. No one would know that. The answer is Hillary. Is it what was the first Roger? Name? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know the last. Roger All right, Miller? let me skew these a little bit. Let me see if there's actually a hard one that I think somebody could get. Yeah, do a little... Yeah. Sleuthing. Sleuthing, yeah. Oh my god, how is how is this true? <laughs> All right, I want to read this one just to tell you guys the answer. Oh, oh let's try and guess. Yeah, but, we'll did guess. anybody get this? No, this is the first question where nobody got it. All right, so the question is for all of us. <laughs> all right, yeah, sure. What is the name of the largest desert on Earth? Sahara? No, it's... Is it the Kalahari Desert? It's kind of a trick question. Is it Australia? Antarctica. Oh. What? Kimmy's <laughs> face. What? See, one of those like juke answers. I like, said it was a trick question. Oh. How can that be true? Yeah, I thought desert has to be like warm. <laughs> all right. This question, we're going to do a winner takes all. Okay. Ready? All right. 5% of people. What is the last name of the scientist who discovered... It was uranium. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't uranium. It was radium. Oh, oh radium thank you. That almost... Yeah, yeah. That changes <laughs> that everything. Changes. All right. This is like Jeopardy. Everyone has to come with their own answer. Okay. Kimmy. Franklin. Franklin. Ryan. <laughs> Roosevelt. <laughs> James. Um... I'm actually trying to think about this. Can I give you guys a hint? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Because I... <laughs> no, 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 no. Was it, uh, what's her name that did the, uh, the, uh, the x-rays? Marie Curie. You got it? James Wayne! 
<laughs> Are you kidding? No, uh, uh, what's her Curie. name? Marie Curie. Mem- when I said um, Franklin, I was just thinking Rosalind Franklin, who discovered the DNA spiral. Uh, so I was referencing a woman as well, even though I knew it was the wrong woman. So if anything, I was closer than Ryan. <laughs> Runner up. I'm just here, like, supporting the patriarchy. <laughs> Ryan, get out of here. For shitting on uh, community college and... Yeah. Oh, my, I'm just a really bad person tonight. <laughs> Marie Curie, baby. Anything else? Any, any last um, comments, questions, concerns? I wanted to know what was, like... Kimmy, this is directed at you, oh, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, oh, honestly, me? What was your hardest obstacle? Whether it be, like, mental health or, like, trying to get the job. Like, what was, like, the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome in your career up until this point? Ooh. Good question, James. Good question. That's a great question. Um, and how did it help you? How did it help me? Well... And you can only use uh, five words to answer that. <laughs> yeah, this is a good question, and I have a very specific thing in mind. And I won't go into too much detail, but um, I did have a um, a pay discrepancy. Is that the word I want to use? When I first started, there was a situation where there was... Uh, a male hired directly after me who I was training, who was getting paid more than me. And mm. that was a 10 month process, but then we got equal pay and then it was okay. But it was, how the hell did that happen, man? It happens. It, it is crazy. Like join the workforce and be like, Oh, it's real. <laughs> and then the responses you get, honestly, it was just like, I'm just not going to shut up about it. And I'm just, if you don't want to talk about it, I'll go talk to you. If you don't want to talk about it, I'll go talk to you. And eventually like I talked to someone who was incredibly like, Oh, what? I'm sorry. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I don't expect it to change, frankly, because I don't think you can walk in and be like, make it better. And then like it happens. Um, but this this person was like, but no, you should expect it to be better and you should like want it to be. And this isn't OK. And then it luckily things changed and there was, you know, equal an, an equal pay between me and said person who again, I was they were hired two months after me. I was in charge of training them. And it just came up in conversation. I'm like, oh, well, we're only paid this. And he was like, you yeah. mean this? Uh, and I was like. And everything went black. And, every, and then I passed <laughs> out and I blacked out for 10 months until it changed. You went into a hibernation. Like what we've yeah. learned from today, go. hibernation. Exactly. I would think that there's some sort of standardized, like, I don't know, bracket for, for PAs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. I was told there's a bracket and he falls in this because of this and this. In either way, it was like I'm standing next to him and teaching him how to put in, you know, surf requests to our cafe, getting people their lunch for the most part. I mean, did you ever have anyone like admit that it was like a gender thing or was it just tried to swept under the rug or just like it was like definitely it was like heard. But then like, but that's not what it is. It's, you know, like the thing they told me was they had more internships. But that's yeah. It's at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we're doing the same position, and we work directly with each other every day, doing the same thing. And I'm training them on top of it. Like I have technically, I've been here 
you yeah. know, a hair longer where I'm trying to teach them and they're getting paid more for me to teach them <laughs> how to do yeah. this job. So that was obviously, it was like to be hit right away when it was like my first job in the industry. And it was like, okay. And now like, what do I do with it? I've been here six right. months. Like, yeah. and, and I, I think it was also like, it's 2018. Do you know the other That's things the that have yeah. been happening? This doesn't look mm. good. <laughs> That's you know, very true. So, yeah. And then at the like at the end, it's interesting because it's like how amazing it was to be heard and for someone to take it to someone where it could be adjusted. And they've been working with upping our pay right. range in general. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was like okay, we finally got equal pay, but you know, for 10 months, I'm, I'm never going to get the money back that I would have gotten if I was already getting paid exactly. that much. Of course. So yeah. he's like, this other person still walks away with a couple with more money. grand in their bank account. And I'm like, yay, I got equal pay. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm super Wait, thankful. They didn't, back, didn't back pay you. Yeah, like, but yeah. The, I didn't get back paid. I didn't, you know, and it's like so much of like, yes, I'm positive. I'm really happy and thankful that this change happened at all but then you know it's like okay like i just put so much work and effort to get to an equal level well that was a trend uh, you know kind of a trend like on social media and stuff i saw this past year maybe last year was just in general not even the gender gap but the uh animation and uh film industry in general talking about what people are getting paid and being transparent about it and the idea that you know you should talk to your coworkers about your salary because a lot of those times those discrepancies come up that don't make any sense but a lot of t- you know but we've been sort of told through generations of just the industry or just in working in general to not that it's just private information that you shouldn't share your salary for x y and z but like there's like you know reasons to change that because well see a lot of people know, this was um this was a thing a while back of sometimes it's even a, a misconception that people think it's illegal to talk about your yeah. pay and that, and that's never, ever been a thing, yeah, right. but it's, it's, it's like you know, it's companies have perpetuated yeah. it because it kind of plays into their hands at, the, um, especially with yeah. bigger corporations. So transparency is key. I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, if you know, like, Oh, if I can do the same job somewhere else, like I need to know that so I can like adjust. And if now this place has people leaving constantly, because they know other people are getting paid more at other said company, then that will f- eventually have to force said company to bump their, you know, how much they pay. Supply and demand. Yeah, right? so. exactly. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I guess that's also like yeah. good advice to leave with of like, it's uncomfortable, but don't be afraid to yeah. like, you know, converse <laughs> amongst your peers. Yeah, yeah. On, I mean, if you can, yeah. you're just always, you just have to be in the mentality of, you know, it's not it's not a comparative thing. It's a like we're all trying to do the same thing. Right? Yeah, especially like, do the best generation. for ourselves and yeah. help yeah. each other. Yeah, and that's how you help each other. Exactly. Right? So, and making a living shouldn't be like a whole secret thing. Yeah, yeah. like we're all trying to live yeah. here. Everyone on yeah. the fucking planet is <laughs> right. trying to make a living. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. like that's not the secret. <laughs> like, hide that. Yeah. Good oh, question, James. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kimmy, for joining us on the show. You. We're an absolute pleasure. Thank and you. uh 
we don't talk enough, man. Not all of us. We didn't, we didn't really stay that well connected with uh, a lot of people that we left uh, Dreamers yeah. with. Yeah. But, um, but we will now. We will now. That honestly. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go get every single one of them for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For more content, check out Helium Turtle Studios on YouTube, where we post our short films, video tutorials, and behind the scenes.